You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooler Games, we are talking about the UEFA Champions League. It has returned. It is exciting. Uh, we're also talking about some transfer rumors. Jaden Sancho, is he leaving Borussia Dortmund? Who knows? And where is Blaze Matuidi going next? <laughs> That's what everybody wants to know. Plus, we got <laughs> Travis Helwig, head writer for Crooked Media and a huge LAFC fan. That and more today on The Cooler Games! What's up, guys? Landon Donovan here, and I got to kick it with the Cooligans today. Keep following, keep listening, keep watching. See you guys soon. Yeah, baby! Yes. We doing a beat? <laughs> okay, this is the. The merengue hour with the cooligans <laughs> was good. It's like Sábado Gigante when out of nowhere music just starts playing. And that's it. People are dancing now. Yeah, dude, this is that's what, uh, you know, we're bringing that, uh, you know, that Sábado, Sábado Gigante energy to Fubo. Oh, yeah. You know, this is a reboot. Anyway. What's up? What's up? That's Don and I'm Francisco. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. Uh, my name is Christian Polanco. And I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right. And we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show on television. That's right. And it also happens to be the gulliest. Okay. Oh, all right. Get it. People, we got to keep reminding people every day. Uh, so uh, we're excited about today's show. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We are going to be joined by Travis Helwig, who is one of the, he's a head writer, uh, head writer. Of, Cro- of Crooked Media. Uh, and uh, Crooked Media, obviously. What uh, a very- name. <laughs> Great. You know what? Right up our alley, okay? Yeah. Uh, what should we do? Allegedly. <laughs> okay, this is, this uh this uh show should be held in like a dark basement to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that this is what you should do, but I heard. <laughs> no, Crooked Media obviously uh produces for a bunch of great podcasts like Pod Save America. Pod Save uh, the World, there's a bunch of them. They're great. A, a bunch of them. Yes. Uh so uh we're excited to have him on today. He's also a big soccer fan. Uh as well. So Jolly FC fan, yeah. Correct. Uh, so uh, a lot to go over today. Obviously, uh, you know, in in world football, in American football, uh, you know, in, in NCAA football, which might be canceled. Uh, yeah, everything NCAA is canceled. <laughs> okay. The uh, uh, a, a lot going on. Obviously, I think the biggest news that we have to address is uh, what's going on in Italy in, in Juventus. Uh, the uh, coach uh, Mauricio. Sari, uh, I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, is <laughs> I that mean, how Italians say it? It feels do right. This, do this with, with your hand. You know, put all your fingers together. Because I see it. two R's. I want to go Sari. But yeah, it might not be that. I don't think it's that. <laughs> it might be pronounced sorry, uh, to be completely honest with you. Because how do you go from winning the league? Yeah. Like a, a, week, a week ago, 
So then being like, you're no longer a part of our plans. <laughs> like, oh, you gotta go. <laughs> Literally, he's popping champagne. He is like, ah, drinking it all. It's still <laughs> dripping from the ceiling of the locker room. Like, it hasn't even dried. And my dude got fired. Yeah, they're like, oh, you know what? Like, here's a towel. Get out. Yeah, right? the, the same moment he receives his bonus for winning the league, they also hand it to him wrapped in a pink slip. How does that happen? Okay, don't spend it all in one place. Uh, but I know you ain't spending it here, okay? This is one of the most remarkable seasons we've ever had. We can't wait to get rid of you. Goodbye. No, this is so crazy. Mauricio Sarri uh, sacked, you know, let go, fired from uh, from Juve after uh, a loss uh, in, in the Champions League to uh, to Lyon. Uh, Champions League just started, and they already here. They got bodies. <laughs> uh, but who replaces... Mariso Sarri. Oh, I don't know. He's been coaching the U23 team at Juventus for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, legend. And no idea what's happening because he has the best poker face of all time. Andrea Pirlo Andrea. is now the manager of the Bro, first team of look Juventus. At, I mean, the upward mobility at <laughs> Juve is incredible because it, he went from he was okay. So he was announced the 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 coach for the I believe the U twenty three. It was yeah. like U Juve B the Juve U twenty three team. Yeah, like days ago. They, literally, it must have been eight nine days ago. It might have been after Sadi won the league. <laughs> it might have been after that. So he was just like, uh, you know, he got he got the job. He was like, congratulations. Uh, shook his hand and been like, you're going to enjoy my job very, very soon. Maybe a lot yeah. sooner than you would even expect. Yeah. He's like, why are you why are you measuring my office? No, no, no. You're the U23 no, man. That's, yeah. that's a different building. You, you got to go to the. I mean, you got to stop measuring. my dude. <laughs> I, I feel like you're really not listening to me and yeah. really not taking, uh, you know, my feelings into consideration. Also, I remember there being a photo of my family <laughs> in this frame. Why is it yours? Okay. Look, I love your twins. They are adorable, but sure. I really don't think they belong on my desk. <laughs> also, shouts to whoever painted your vineyard on my wall. But uh, this is just not should not be happening. So pretty surreal. Uh, what what do we expect from Andrea Pillow as a manager? Uh, at Juve, where, I mean, literally, one the, the the biggest club in Italy, they've won the the Scudetto. I think it's eight times in a row, nine times in a row, something like that. Uh, he is he's not going to stand up. He is going to sit down, legs crossed at the knees, and he's not. I can't I can't picture him getting <laughs> mad. He's going to be uh, coaching via FaceTime while drinking <laughs> wine because I don't know <laughs> why. Wait a minute. Why is the next Juventus game uh, postponed? <laughs> oh, coach wanted to go on vacation. Look, it's we know. Be- look, uh, not to, uh, Pirlo is is the maestro. We know that. But a he legend. Is- a legend, right? A great player, a visionary on the pitch. Mm-hmm. But will that necessarily translate? Because he's not even getting to, like, he's not even taking baby steps, right? He's going from uh, uh, just not, never co- just got his license, like, last year to coaching, his, yes, his old club, a huge club. We all, we understand that. I, but I'm sure he loves does the club. He, th- does he have the, the, the man management skills to, to manage these superstars, to, to manage the, the, the Cristiano Ronaldo's and, the, and, and these other super? It's not easy well, to do that. Supposedly Ronaldo's gone. Supposedly right. he's going to PSG. But, I mean, 
what, what are you going to say to Pirlo? You know what I mean? The guy's <laughs> a living legend, won the World Cup. What are you going to say to him? You know what yeah. I mean? I just don't know if – I mean that's like taking your best regular at a bar – and making him the manager. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, there's no hey, guarantee that just because they drank real well means they yeah, are yeah. Steve, file this paperwork. I don't even understand. These tax documents like, are piling up. Figure it out. He's like, yo, I don't even talk to my kids. You want me to manage this place? So it's going to be I, – I, I, honestly, I don't think it's going to go well. I, I I don't know what what the faith they have. We've met Andrew Pirlo a few times. and. Yeah. A great player, a legend, but not really a guy who will yell at people or scream or he doesn't really seem like he has that kind of that personality per se. He doesn't show any emotion. I mean, he's, <laughs> you know, it's it's almost it's like, like the it's joke like, is real. It's like me coaching out there. OK, you know, yeah, you just know. don't have that button. <laughs> and granted, my only my only gear goes to angry. I get it. But still, at least there is a gear. Yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah. And him are stuck in neutral. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? You, you, I won't. I don't tell people what I want them to do because uh, I'm like because they know what they should be doing. You know, <laughs> they know what they did wrong. Great manager, <laughs> baby. <laughs> you know what you're getting fired. <laughs> uh, we are back, and I wanted to give a quick shout out to the Bronx Football Social Club. Uh, look Very at this. Nice. Beautiful. Yes, sponsored by Yankee Tavern. Uh, you know the spot we, you know, pre-game or post-game after an NYCFC game. And this is yours, Alexis. I have yours. I see my name on it. I wish I could reach over and grab <laughs> it, but I cannot. I yeah, I so badly want to give it to you, but no, no, no. It is being held hostage uh, here. Uh, but thank you again uh, for BXFC for uh, for the for the for the shirt. The BX, BXFSC. F, BXFSC, that's right. Yeah, uh. which is a, a penny stock I once bought, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, let's get uh, – let's talk about Champions League. Champions y- League, baby. UEFA Champions League, okay, because uh, not uh, not CONCACAF Champions League, which is the right. MLS's back – the winner of the MLS's back tournament – Gets, uh, you know, right. that, but which is obviously a much more prized possession. Why would we talk about such a high end competition when we could talk about the lowly UEFA <laughs> Champions League? <laughs> Correct, <laughs> doing them a favor. All right, all right. they need uh, the promotion. <laughs> so Managers look, are getting fired out here. Full disclosure: we're we're taping this uh, a few days in advance, so we don't know the results of the quarterfinal matches. But we should at least discuss the fact that uh, the, the quarterfinal matches themselves, uh, single you know, game elimination. Single game. These are not uh, home and away matches. So it was just single game. So now this really changes uh, the dynamic. It feels a, a much more like a World Cup uh, uh, in those knockout rounds. And now it really is like anything could happen. Over two legs, you know, it's usually the better team wins. Uh, but in this, in these scenarios, like obviously playing against, you know, whatever Barcelona or, 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 or Bayern or whatever. Bayern looking crazy this year. I mean, you can just, you know, uh, park the bus, you know, and just try, just try to hopefully get one or maybe win in penalties or something like that. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, this is why you do home and a leg and away. Right to encourage people to want to score goals. Everyone's excited over the single game elimination. I don't know, man. I think it's going to make some of these. They're going to look a lot like the championship playoffs. You know what I mean? It's going to be. Ah, uh, fam, you try to score. I'm blocking the goal. Uh, it, it's. I think it's going to be wild. So uh, the quarterfinal matches themselves again. We don't know the. We don't know the results or whatever. But uh, Atalanta, PSG, RB Leipzig, Atletico Madrid, uh, Barcelona, Barcelona, Bayern. 
I, 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 as you're watching this, I'm, I'm telling future me, whoa, wasn't that crazy? That, you wow, know, or past, I can't believe past. blank happened. <laughs> uh, so well, anything can happen in those games. And then Manchester City and, and, and Lyon. But who do you think wins the whole thing out of these, these uh, participants? I want to say, look, I think the easy answer is Barca, just because they look unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I wish I could say Lyon just to really throw a, a wrench in the whole thing. And they might. I would love to say Bayern, right, because they played so strongly against uh, Chelsea. You know, uh, I can't believe Lampard kept his job. If if Sarri gets fired <laughs> for Leon, Lampard at least got to get a pow pow. You know what I mean? I think, I think Chelsea fired Sarri again after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. After that so they actually just ripped the cigarettes out of Sarri's hand. Uh, like, I'm not exactly sure. And they stuck sure. a patch on his arm. They were like, <laughs> now you got you to gotta stop. He's smoking the patch as he leaves the building. Uh, kid's got a problem with these things. Uh, I want to say anybody but Barca, but it's hard to. And Barca don't even look that great. Yeah, I don't think. I honestly, I my my two guesses. I think it's going to be Manchester City or Bayern. I, I think yeah. Bayern. You think Bayern over Barca. Yes, because Bayern has looked better since the restart than Barcelona has. But Bayern have been people pre- already know what happened. We look like either idiots or you <laughs> exactly. look like a genius. <laughs> but that's about, well, my guess is is one of those two. I think Bayern or Manchester City. I think this is their this is their shot because if it was two legs, I, I wouldn't favor either of them. But Manchester City should get past Lyon. Yeah, uh, Manchester City looks incredible as well. I, I think they could take the whole thing. I, I do. I really, really do. Uh, it, it is. I could see that for sure. It, it's, I mean, I, it seems like they they were like, "Fine, we're not going to win the league. Let's figure some of this stuff out. Let's figure out positioning. Let's figure out like let's work on our system a little more, and let's really go for in Champions League." And they bodied Real Madrid. Yeah, they looked at. They look really uh, uh, sharp overall. Uh, the one, um, the one thing we didn't get uh, that I w- wanted we, we mentioned sorry and, and Juve, but we should talk about this. The um, Blaise Matuidi, who plays for uh, Juve, uh, my favorite lots- name in the game. Yeah, I, it's uh, I, I, I'm I don't know how to say it in French exactly. Can't, it, it's not Blaise, right? Like Johnny Blaze. I don't think it should be. Blaise Matuidi. I think it's like. Blaise. Bliss, Bliss, or something like that. Anyway, uh, dope dude. Obviously, you saw him uh, at the when World I hear Blaze Matuidi, I want to hear like thunder and lightning, after <laughs> just crash. But no, he is going to Inter Miami. He has signed uh, with his uh, former teammate David Beckham uh, while they were at PSG. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Blaze Matuidi at Inter Miami is a big move. Some people are a little baffled by it. Because they, um, uh, the, the the midfield in in um, Inter Miami, probably not perfect, right? We have Will, we have Will Trap, Victor Ulloa, uh Lee uh, Lee Win, Lee Win. I mean, these are big names. I don't know how. They can't get the ball forward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's around me. It's a, it's a new team, right? They have a lot of trouble scoring. But Blazing Tweedy is not really known as like a. He's not a scorer, right? He's like a a, a, a great midfielder, a great defender. Somewhat box to box. He's yeah. not exactly. He's not a creative. He's not. But then again, I mean, maybe it's different. Like you see Victor, uh, Victor, Victor Wanyama, Victor Wanyama. Have you seen him? <laughs> He's a cousin of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Wanyama. the way Germans say the V as a W. Yeah, and so yeah. I get it. It's fine. It's like when you were a kid and you would miss a shot and be like, I learned that from uh, Patrick Brewing. Uh, you know, <laughs> you mess Okay. Up. Yeah. No, he runs a great microbrewery. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. terrible. It's terrible at basketball. Uh, uh, 
um, what you would call it, uh, Victor Wanyama, <laughs> he's playing a lot more forward than he did at Tottenham at, yeah. in Montreal. It's like, hi, homie, you here. You're the most creative guy now. <laughs> yo, I'm looking at that paycheck, and yo, you look mighty creative. I'll be yeah, honest. I'm, I see how much you get paid, and my dude, you need to be doing more. You need to walk up here a little bit. <laughs> but I think the same thing is going to happen to Blaze with Tweety. But also, it's great to have a team that's brand new, and now you got a guy that's like, all right, everybody chill. This yeah. is how this is how you play in Champions League. And whoa, when I played with Beckham and and Slatan, everyone's gonna be like, oh, "What's he saying?" You know what I mean? He's gonna help settle things down. Yeah, he. I mean, he's a he's a leader. Uh, and then to get a you know a very you know just re, you know won the last World Cup. Uh, that's pretty good uh, to to have a guy like that on your team. For sure. Uh, um, so I think it, I, look, it's not gonna go badly. But it, as far as like. You know, I would argue that if this was – if fans were, uh, you know, going to games and you, you would ask the question like, is this guy going to sell tickets? Well, there are no tickets to sell. So just yeah. play soccer very well. <laughs> I hope he doesn't put asses in the seats because <laughs> you shouldn't be out there. Well, they tried to get Willie on and he went to Arsenal instead. Yeah. Christian, I'm not sure if you've seen this. And again, you know, probably when people are listening, things have changed. But – uh, as of right now, it looks like the Jaden Sancho deal is off with Manchester United. Uh, Michael Zork, who is the uh, what is he, the sporting director? Sporting director of, for uh, Borussia, Borussia Dortmund, Dortmund uh, BVB. He says there's just no way he's in our plans right now. He plans on playing here next year. The one thing that's super interesting is last year he secretly signed a contract extension to 2023, which is some TV novela. Stuff happening. What do you mean he secretly signed? Oh, you didn't know that was your sister? You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing secretly? How is this stuff just not made available? And I think Manchester United were caught by surprise with that. They didn't realize that. So there's so like, much happening. Like, in a, like an affair with, with yeah. your sister, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which one? No. Esa Maria. Uh, it's part of, the part that's frustrating is if you go back, remember uh, Usman Dembele, uh, who was sold to uh, um, Barcelona when this same thing was happening. So uh, Borussia Dortmund wants a certain amount of money. Uh, Manchester United is saying, no, we're going to hold uh, firm at whatever it is, right around $100 hundred million. Uh, same thing was happening with Dembele. Barcelona's like, nah, you're not going to hold this ransom. And they're like, all right, fine. And he said this, and I want to quote, uh, when asked if there's uh, him going to either uh, – Paris Saint-Germain, Barcelona, or Manchester City, uh, they all were sort of being contracted or at least contacting them about Usman Nabele. Michael Zorik said, no way. Uh, what we've seen is extraordinary, and he's in our plans moving forward, uh, blah, blah, blah. So literally cut and paste what he's saying about yeah. James Sancho. So, so this is his move. I mean, this is maybe this is uh, just one of the negotiating tactics. Because uh, it, seemed, it seemed pretty certain that, uh, that, 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 that Sancho was leaving. I don't know where Homie he was. He was in Manchester. He was in Manchester. So it seemed like he wanted... He wanted to go there, uh, and, and so now I, I had also seen a quote from Matt Hummels, the center back for for Borussia Dortmund, that said that he had um, spoken to Jaden Sancho, and, and, and Jaden said that he wasn't going to force a move to, to Manchester United, and that he was going to uh, stay with the club at least another year. So uh, it, it it feels like. Uh, a much a much bigger loss for Manchester United, right? It, it, they, I think that the, the what you're saying is true. I think the the most important part of all this is that Manchester United is no longer a club that essentially handpicks their players. 
There was sure. a time when they said, we want you to play for us. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, we, I want to play for you. I'm glad yeah. you asked. Now an English kid is saying, whatever, you know, I think yeah. I might stay in Germany one more year. <laughs> That's It's real huge. nice what you got going over there. But like, you know, kind of things yeah. are all right for me right now. And I mean, no, I mean, I'm not saying you ain't cute. You cute, <laughs> but like, I'm good. You know what I mean? That's all. It's just like, it's just, I'm, I'm just like, have all these options. And it's just really <laughs> difficult to pick you right now. That's all. They went from The Bachelor to being one of the contestants on The Bachelor. <laughs> no, I hand you a rose. I'm Jaden. That's <laughs> how it works. So right now, Dortmund made out on the last date. So I don't think I want to, <laughs> you know? So the, look, as far as the, the, uh, the approach of what they, what they need, uh, uh, you know, for just to get signings, just to get players. Like, I don't know what Manchester United is going to do because Manchester United fans are – Furious. They are- Dude, and they're back in Champions League. They're like, what are you talking about? We're in the big game. <laughs> It's just so surreal. Uh, so I hope that they that they uh, get you know work something out. I would honestly, and just as like a neutral, I would love to see Jaden Sancho in the Premier League. I would love to see him in Manchester United. I think they he could add a lot of excitement to that team. Uh, and Whatever makes it easier for Arsenal to get in Champions League, that's what I want. So stay <laughs> stay home in Dortmund, baby. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back with Travis Helwig of Crooked Media right after this. Everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We want to bring in the word from one of our sponsors, Oz and you. That's right. You being Gully Squad. Thank <laughs> you, you right so- now. Listening. <laughs> you, Oliver, you, yes, you've, uh, uh, you've contributed to this marketing campaign. That's right. Thank you so much. <laughs> and if you're listening and you're not in Gully Squad, I'm not going to say it's not thanks to you. I think you already know that. But you can. This can be thanks to you. All you got to do is join Gully Squad. It's mad simple. You know it, what I mean? Because what yeah. happens is you join Gully Squad, and guess what happens? We show up at your house. We say, we don't care about the quarantine you know what i mean <laughs> we show up at your house and we say yo thank you and then that's it we leave it's very odd <laughs> yeah yeah we we break lockdown rules uh that's how committed to you we are uh-huh. all right <laughs> you where, where you live in europe be there in a few hours my guy <laughs> okay yo boris open up the borders <laughs> yo latvia all right <laughs> i might have to use points but we gonna get there <laughs> okay we're i've uh we're Unbrexiting right now. <laughs> I yo, we've, we've right. decided. <laughs> we here. What's good? Is this Europe or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, join Gully Squad. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, awesome. Uh, Perks and privileges. Obviously, we have a. a I like a, the hesitation you put on perks, man. <laughs> Even I was like, "Ooh, what do we got?" <laughs> we got you can uh, obviously the the, the the our Slack channel, uh, our birthday parties, it, dope Zoom Zoom hangouts. Uh, it, it has it has it all. So yeah, and pins and and pop sockets and you know uh, cool stuff. It's just one of those things like, yo, you're supporting us. Uh, it doesn't matter the level. You're gonna get some dope perks. You're gonna get a chance at exclusive content. You're gonna get a chance to hang out chat with us and yo like the slack channel it's almost like just a big group chat there's like people sharing food to do on the road once we get back on the road people sharing pictures of the food they're cooking while they're on quarantine people sharing pictures of pizza and i'm roasting it we do other stuff than food don't we christian (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little bit i mean look there's uh, people sharing uh, music that they enjoy it's it's its own community of of soccer fans that uh, appreciate comedy and appreciate other things in life that they can uh, share with each other uh and it's really growing into something that's that's organic that is not really about 
Christian and Alexis, and it's beautiful to see. So I know it's bothering me. It should constantly be about us, but also they get a chance to to be a part of the show. When we have guests, we ask them what questions should we ask. When we say those are Gully Squad questions, yo, those are questions directly from that Slack channel from Gully Squad. So if you're a member of the Gully Squad and you're not in the Slack channel, get on that. What are you doing? There's exactly. not a lot of you. There's like a few of you that there's haven't. A, like, there's a few. There's, there's almost like I think maybe. Th- 30 or 40 people that are not in the Slack channel. It's what a handful of people. Come on, (laughs) get in here. Get in there. Uh, So, yeah, again, go to SoccerCooligans.com, click on the Join Gully Squad button, and uh, and get on board, man, because you're missing out. Hell yeah. SoccerCooligans.com slash Gully Squad. All right, baby, we're back on a Cooligans Living Room FC, and this is dope, right? We always talk about we're comedians, right? We want to bring in the comedy world into soccer, and every once in a while, we happen to fall upon someone who's doing that already. And we're like, come talk to our fans on our show because it makes our job easier. If we don't have to be the only ones who are funny. But this dude is absolutely amazing. He was uh, formerly a writer on uh, Adam uh, Ruins Everything, which is a friend of ours, Adam Conover. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's currently the head writer of Crooked Media. Ladies and gentlemen, a three-time Emmy Award winning. This might be the first Emmy Award winner <laughs> we've had on our show. This is the first time Emmy's ever been connected to Cooligans ever, because <laughs> you know it'll never happen. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only, Connecticut's own, <laughs> Travis Helwig. What's up, Travis? Hi. So excited to be here uh, amongst people who uh, also do comedy and like soccer. Yeah. yeah. It's not a big group. Yeah, it's not no. many of us. Uh, we, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm a little nervous because I feel like I'm usually the only person in my friend group that talks about soccer. So I'm like, I've never done this with another person before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is why Christian and I do this. So look, Travis, we're going to have to find a different reason to bully you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I used to rollerblade. Yeah. Oh, Oh, so did Christian. So I I am currently rollerblading. (laughs) (laughs) Travis, so let's uh, at least uh, start because uh, where I – had seen you uh, when I was a, a, a wee lad of a comedian in, in New York City going to uh, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade and, and, and watching improv shows and watching sketch shows. You were someone I saw regularly. And, then, uh, uh, and, and so, you know, he was, it was difficult to find people, uh, you know, connecting on soccer at UCB. I don't, I don't think it's even possible. All right. Okay. If it's not, if it's not like Animorphs or something, you're not going to relate. It was. To there was a dude one day who I saw wearing a Chelsea jacket. And I was like, you like Chelsea? And he's like, no, my girlfriend's name is Chelsea. I'm like, get out of here. I was so mad. I was so mad. Do you want to be on my Animorph sketch team? Now? <laughs> Let's go. So um, what is your uh, sort of connection to the sport? I see you're wearing LAFC kit. I've, uh, I've, you know, I follow you on Twitter and I see, uh, you're, oh, you know, whenever I see a comedian uh, also talking about uh, the sport, I'm like. Especially right. MLS. We're yeah. like, whoa. It, it's like, it's like the, the scene in, um, uh, in Step Brothers. I'm like, oh, we did we just become best friends? I'm like, yeah, right there. I'm just t- talking to your Twitter account. So, what is your uh, connection to the sport, and, and your when did your fandom begin? Um, I it was the only sport that I was halfway good at growing up. So I, I liked playing it. I was a goalie uh, for my whole life, but I was short, so it I was good for someone who was five eight. And then yeah. uh, at some point that goes away and you can't do it anymore. So uh, <laughs> I, I played a lot as a kid and, and uh, I, like I, I told you guys, I grew up in Connecticut, but none of the, 
I always say none of the fancy parts because you see a blonde kid from Connecticut, you assume he has horses. Um, <laughs> I no, I grew right up out. I grew up right outside of Bridgeport, and uh, I we don't have many sports teams, so I loved the the national teams, uh, and so that was like my world. But I tried to go to like Metro Stars games, but that's kind of far, and the Revolution are far, so it just kind of faded from my memory. I became a basketball fan, and then when I moved to LA a few years ago. It was right when LAFC was taking off. I had already got, I'd seen like Portland and Seattle and their like environments. And that yeah. was very intoxicating. Uh, and so when LAFC came along, I got season tickets and I joined up. And now I've gone to every game that I've been able to uh, when I don't have work. You recently tweeted something like uh, it's LAFC or I'll, or I'll fucking kill you or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like, and it was just like there was. I don't even think there was a game happening. It was just a random. <laughs> but uh, when when you think about because Christian and I had a similar decision, but not necessarily when NYCFC started. It, you know, it was. It's kind of difficult to go to uh, Rebel games when you live in New York. I get it. Fans don't hate me, but it's not easy. It's even harder to convince someone to do that. But yeah. when it's the same swipe right up the uh, four train or the six train, and you're right there, it's so much easier. Christian and I decided we're going to get tickets, and it's really inexpensive. It was sort of one of these one of those moments where it's like, oh, cool, I get to connect with the sport at a deeper level. Has LAFC done that for you? Plus, they've had a pretty good run so far. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, I was never. I would go to. We had a. a I don't think it was called USL then, but there was like a minor league soccer team in Connecticut called the Connecticut Wolves for a bit. Um, and I would go to those games, but I never really saw soccer live. And so going to LAFC games is kind of my first, at least as an adult sports soccer experience. Um, and it was 10 minutes away from my house. And Carson, you know, I, I is far. It, it's 40 minutes outside of the city. And I know that like they give them a lot of shit for not being in L.A., it's not in LA. <laughs> it's LA County. <laughs> right. But that that's like I lived I lived like ten minutes from Dodger Stadium. Staples Center was ten minutes from me. Uh, uh, the Coliseum is right next to the LAFC stadium. So I could get there in five minutes if I wanted to. Uh, and so it felt like it was built inside the city. And I, that was something that uh, was really nice uh, w- when it started. And then also like LA fans are not known for their passion. I would say we're known for being bad fans in general. Like at Dodgers games, we show up late and leave early. <laughs> yeah. um, and to go to an LAFC game and see, uh, it, it's one of the few places in Los Angeles, which is a very disparate, disconnected city where you feel like connected to the city in a real way. And you feel connected to um, people that, uh, you know, we're in our cars all the time. We're not shoulder to shoulder. We're not jumping up and down next to each other. And it, it's, exciting to feel that part of a community in los angeles where i didn't necessarily ever feel that before yeah yeah and as far as the just the the, the lafc in general uh have been just so wildly entertaining i mean that that has been the you know i don't know I, i'm sure there's a there's a deep connection between what the fan base does and what how the players actually play on the pitch but uh what has been your imp- impression of just seeing the roster b- built up? And even though they're, you know, Bob Bradley will make a couple changes, but this, the team is still so wildly entertaining. Even, you know, Vela didn't play in the MLS's back tournament, but BWP clearly stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've never liked a team that's good before in any sport. <laughs> I, I've been a You're Knicks fan. you Knicks fans. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know it. <laughs> I know it. Uh, I've been a Knicks fan. I grew up a Jets fan, but I don't really follow football anymore. So it's just been like a life of sadness. Um, and 
to see a team be good, it feels so special because I know what losing feels like so consistently. <laughs> and I'm already assuming the worst. Like, I am one of those people. L.A. sports fans are very spoiled. The Lakers are always good. The Dodgers are almost always good. And they don't know what it's like to suffer. And uh, and so to I'm, I'm the type of person who's like posting on Reddit. I, I knew we were going to lose to Orlando City. I, I fucking knew it. <laughs> because we can't, we can't, we're the type of team that like, and, and Bob Bradley's the type of guy who gears up for like narrative games. So it's like, we got to beat the Galaxy in the playoffs. We got to come back and beat Leon in the Champions League. We have to uh, beat Seattle in the in the MLS's back tournament because they beat us in the playoffs. So we're going to work really hard to beat Seattle, and then we're going to lose to Orlando City because they're bad and we don't think about it. Let me explain um, Bob Bradley to you, though, all right? Because I'm from Newark. He's from Jersey. We uh-huh. only do good with vendettas, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so we, won't, we don't wake up unless you, you wronged us somehow. Okay? So the next time you play Orlando, you're going to win 7 nothing. For sure. <laughs> you got to know that. And then we're going to lose to, like, Austin in the championship. <laughs> but then next time, you know? Yeah. Go, uh, in 2023, gotta... it's going to be – we out. Uh, And we should uh, talk a little bit about your current job, right? You obviously were working with Adam Conover on Adam Ruins Everything. And I know uh, jobs like that, you know, like I've submitted packets for stuff. I think I even might have submitted one to to Adam Ruins Everything. That packet was like a research paper. (laughs) You needed like sources. I was like, get the hell out of here. I'm not, I literally no. said to my agent, I go, don't you ever send I know Adam, good friend. I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to see this again. Yeah, you know, I've, I've submitted to like, you know, Daily Show, Last Week Tonight, all these. And, and, and you're working with Pod Save America now, right? So the, and that yeah. is just such a popular uh, podcast, right? I mean, when it comes to the, the day-to-day grind and seriousness, especially of this new cycle the last couple years um i'm just curious how how much of an escape is lafc (laughs) and soccer for you Um, to to all that kind of you know nonsense i would say that i have no joy in my life outside of los angeles football club (laughs) and uh when they lose i don't speak to anyone for hours at a time (laughs) i actually went i went to the seattle game we lost in the playoffs with Adam Conover, because um, he's been like trying to get into it with me. Yeah, and he's Adam been texting me a lot during soccer games, which has been a shock. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you like soccer? Let's go. <laughs> I think he like he's the type of guy who was like, I am making a decision to like sports. <laughs> yeah, I, I now like sports, and here's I will talk to you about sports. And now he he does. He watches every LAFC game, and he texts me about it. But we were leaving the stadium, and I talked to him about this, and he has no memory. But I was furious and he he was making all these jokes about how it was fine and i had to be like adam i don't need to hear from you right now um, but to this answer is your not question the time, you this know? isn't something for you to ruin <laughs> um to answer your question it's very it's very cathartic it's nice to build a community and honestly it's nice to be the mls is, feels like a very progressive league for the most part and to see um fans stand up against the mls when they ban things like the yeah. Antifa, uh, Antifa uh, stuff in Portland and Seattle, and then to see more signage happening, and then to see people stand up against the NYCFC uh, white nationalist guys yeah. uh, is very is very cool. So um, it's cool to be a fan of a sport that I don't feel as if I don't feel guilty for liking it, um, at least right. in America. 
Yeah, that yeah. that is kind of we we've talked about that uh, a lot on the show. That where um, there is you know, and frankly, a lot of the people who are protesting, like in in Portland and in all these different cities, are soccer fans. A lot of the things are organized um, uh, by people who are also soccer fans, and it's it it feels like such a uh, like especially not even necessarily for me about like not feeling guilty, but there is a like man, these are. They feel like my people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like as far as like the the, the what what I hope the future to look like, it feels like soccer fans will be a part of it. Yeah, but now that you said that, because Travis is on the show, so some Trump administration operative is listening to this. <laughs> heard you say soccer fans are the ones reporting. So now the Portland Timbers are going to get shut down. <laughs> the Timbers Army is all going to be listed as a terrorist organization. Uh, yeah. You're not allowed to bring a chainsaw into the Portland Stadium. <laughs> They're going to have to saw the like just like the. Uh, with like a use like fishing line <laughs> back and forth to try to cut that log. When you when you look at your career, right, and you know a lot of comedians also are, are very progressive, right, and it's especially uh, in in the uh, improv scene and the sketch scene. And then you get into something like working for Crooked Media. It heavily leans left, right. It's one of those voices. You got the writers from uh, the Obama administration in there, and you guys are sort of you know, championing this left, which just seems to be getting beat up on a daily basis, whether it's on, you know, Fox news and all these other things. Certainly there's not a lot. I mean, it's not a lot of time for you to be like, I wonder what we're going to talk about. There's always something for you to talk about. When you look at soccer, compare the two, like who is Biden is who in soccer. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I gotta, I don't know, uh, I real soccer as well as I know MLS. So oh, we me, can talk just MLS. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and MLS me, is very much real soccer. All yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I would say Biden is, uh, is Biden, Orlando? <laughs> no, Orlando is like too, Orlando is like Pete Buttigieg. It's like, he's like <laughs> somehow wormed his way in there. We don't know. We don't know what happened. Uh, There's a popular dance associate. <laughs> I love that dance. Oh, um, I love all Democrats equally. That's the party line that I will say. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me think. Cause Biden's like been around for a while. You don't really have, you don't have negative feelings about him, but you don't have positive feelings about him. Yeah. Uh, I would say he's maybe uh, he's maybe the Colorado Rapids. You have okay. no uh, negative feelings towards them, but you're just sort of like, yeah, they're around. I'll vote they, for the Colorado. You don't hate Rapids. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't have a rival. You don't hate them. No, you don't love I them like either. Denver. Denver's nice. <laughs> yeah. As far as uh, the actual um, kind of political side, maybe we can uh, real quick uh, talk about it, uh, what has been the most. I, I, I guess. I don't know what surprises. I don't know what surprises me anymore, right? Because it, it's mm -hmm. it's all uh, such a mess. But working in in it and working in that uh, um, that that you know category of media, what are some of the things in, in in just these last like month, you know, the couple months during quarantine that have actually shocked you of of where either the election cycle is going or where the country seems to be going? Um, I mean, I'm a I I like to think of myself as a realist. But when Trump was elected, I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't know it was going to be $5 mask on every corner bad. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. know it was like, you know, you can't go into the grocery store uh, with more than two other people uh, <laughs> bad. So, like, I think genuinely I didn't realize how um, – <laughs> 
how just how like uh, uh, minute to minute he was like all he had to do was establish a national testing strategy, some sort of COVID strategy during quarantine. Uh, and we would have been like, I think people would have felt positively towards him in some way. But the fact that he can't do anything to help us with the uh, coronavirus response is pretty surprising to me still, even though he separated families, even though he you know makes up lies about immigrants all the time. Just the fact that like he can't see it's a good political strategy to save people's lives is wild. Like all he had to do to have a better reelection would be tell people to wear masks and have a testing strategy. And he hasn't done that. And he's down in the polls because of it. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself because uh, we know what it's like to lose elections that were ahead in. Uh, yeah. What are we, LAFC? Um, <laughs> but we, you know, I just didn't think it would be as truly catastrophic when an emergency happened as it has been in these last few months. And we see what it's like to live in America without real leadership. How do you decide what to talk about? Because it seems like every, this is something that Christian and I deal with. Sometimes we'll record an interview like a week in advance and we're almost afraid because it's like the news cycle in soccer, soccer is all over the world. It changes so quickly. It seems like in politics, especially with Trump and that administration, something huge happens every day. How the yeah, hell do exhausting. you guys decide? How do you not just do every show live? <laughs> I mean, we so I'm my day to day is mostly working on John Lovett's show, who is there. He's like a comedian. He wrote sixteen hundred pen. He was yeah, Obama's yeah. joke writer. And so I I would do Pod Save America on the road when we'd go on the road and I'd produce those shows. But I usually the majority of my writing is comedy writing for John. And so that's a little bit easier because we can figure out what's the funniest to talk. We're not going to do a bunch of jokes about, uh, I don't know, a school shooting. Uh, yeah. But they like will find the stuff that we can joke about and talk about it. Um, I will say it's been harder in the last few months uh, because it's such a, a exhausting couple of months. But uh, I usually look at the stuff that other people aren't talking about. Uh, or like look at something that we know that we could have an interesting perspective on. But uh, it is very difficult because he's so relentlessly in the news and I don't want to think about him anymore. And that's why I want to beat him so badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> we were talking about uh, the show that you work on uh, regularly, Love It or Leave It. And I uh, was looking at the, the guest. I mean, there's some amazing guests on, on the show all the time, whether it's politicians, politicians. Uh, presidential candidates uh there's a lot um but you had megan rapino on uh mm -hmm. your show and uh we've we've talked to megan rapino uh as well we obviously huge huge fans but She's i'm a fan of the show yeah I'm, I'm curious about your sort of take on her as not just an athlete but as a political figure where she is very much uh, um putting herself at, in the forefront of when it comes to lgbt issues and just issues about equality um but getting uh, i guess we can talk about her specifically but then that overlap of like soccer and politics where we sort of see it uh with almost all athletes in general but what can soccer offer to the political world that that we see that you know that megan rapino is already doing yeah i mean i think megan is uh so cool and inspiring in ways that not many athletes are uh to see somebody who is that good and is that talented use her platform so loudly i think is uh something that like all people with platforms can can strive towards i mean like we were we found out that she was a fan of of our shows uh, and we didn't get it. It just, it, we're not cool enough to like <laughs> Megan Rapinoe or for Megan Rapinoe to like us. Uh, 
And so it was very exciting to have her on. And, and I'm also a fan of her wife because of Connecticut, uh, women's basketball, but like she is, she is, uh, I think on par with someone like LeBron James, where it's just like, you are the best who has played the game potentially ever. Uh, and you are speaking truth to power that loudly with that big of a platform. It's so uh, exciting when you see it. And it's really, it's not easy to do. You lose endorsements, you lose fans. Um, and I think women's soccer and the U.S. Uh, women's team have really kind of led the way, especially with things like pay equality and, and kind of forced U.S. soccer's hands in a lot of situations where uh, they were being cowards about it. And I think, you know, progressives tend to like soccer, at least in the United States. Uh, and it goes a long way to have someone like Megan Rapino uh, shout that loudly or to, to kneel during the national anthem and stuff like that. Yeah, I that. think it's so I think it's it can only almost come. And I think it's doubled over because the the media is what it is. It's like a double amount of shock that a woman is saying it, right? Yeah. Not, we're we're clearly not shocked because we know her. But like, I think people got shocked. It, it, it's more powerful for Megan Rapinoe to say, "I'm not fucking going to the White House." Then if LeBron said it, people would be like, "Of course he does it because he hates Trump." Uh, for a woman yeah. to say that while tying her shoe, like nonchalantly, <laughs> just <laughs> casually say, "I'm not going to the fucking White House." That's like yeah. when my, when my wife goes, "I'm going to work out. Do you want to go work out?" I'm not going to fucking work out. <laughs> the same energy it's like why would you even ask yeah. me that wow yeah. so brave alexis so brave right? i mean we all have to make our own stances in this world and it's when about my, time whenever talk my about wife fatty goes, quality. <laughs> whenever my wife is doing squats i take a knee just to make yeah. sure yeah yeah just so she knows where what your position is okay? I, this isn't I'm, a workout honey okay i'm protesting this isn't a, a single leg squat this is <laughs> thank you oh, so much for being a champion <laughs> I, oh i just to, to clarify i'm i'm Pretty sure Megan Rapino is not married. She's not married to. Oh, Super. Oh. They, they're, uh, you know, they're just dating. So I, no, no pressure on anybody to propose. They I'm should saying, get uh, married. They should get married. That would be cool. <laughs> Megan's like, I wish someone would get on a knee. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> trying to get a ring up in this joint, other than the World Cup joints that I got. <laughs> Do you think Megan Rapino would ever? Because uh, I, I listened to her on Pod Save America, and I'm like, she could run for a very high position in office someday. I, I, do you think that's plausible? I mean, Donald Trump's president, so a lot dumber people can win the office. Like, she is so smart and so cool and so likable. It would make sense that she, I mean, the only reason to not go into politics is it'll make her less cool. Like, the minute yeah. someone runs for office, they're less cool. So it's, uh, I don't know. Why not? She would be great. I bet she would win. We got, we look at where we are that the presidency is like, why would you want to do that? Why would you do that to yourself? (laughs) (laughs) You're so fun. Don't become president. That's a step down from being an overall badass and champion. (laughs) (laughs) When you look at, when you look at like the slew of shows that you guys have, where, and soccer is one of those few sports that has like a very strong political lean across the board, right? There's some clubs that are, specifically like pro fascist in Italy, right. Or in certain countries. And there's some that are like wildly to the left. Like when you look at that and you look at sort of the way government is, uh, or at least politics has polarized America so much, like it almost feels like soccer is like a microcosm of, of the world itself. Right. When you look at sort of wanting to get away from politics and going into soccer and using it as reprieve, is it, is it though? Cause there's still so much political attached to it. Yeah, I, it's the type of thing like when uh, when I mean, you guys are stand ups when people are like stick to jokes, like just go go tell or like shut up and dribble that sort of thing. Yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. where the world is political and humans are political and what you buy and what you eat 
it's all political. So like it would make sense that that soccer and sports in general, as we've seen in the last few months, become incredibly political. So I guess it's not really a reprieve. And I think it's almost good that it's not a reprieve because you don't want fascists to have a reprieve from their fascism. You want to be able to say, hey, you're being a fascist. Stop doing that, please. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. give these ego guys a break, you know? Uh, yeah. They need a vacation. Uh, that's, and, and that kind of, you know, that kind of politics. It's so hard to lock up children in cages all day. <laughs> I mean, you, if we feel bad about it, I'm sure it feels bad to do it, right? So uh, they got to get a break. <laughs> I like that it, it overall because the, you know, there's that complaint, especially you hear it, you know, when, when, like somebody on Sports Center says anything mildly liberal, it's like this is not why I don't tune into sports. But it's like there's no, you know. It, it, I always say like it, it is people who say like I don't want this in my sport. It you're like oh, you're you're telling like a black person. They don't get to say that. They don't get to be, yeah. I don't want this in my whatever, because they are always living that existence. So it's, it is very much a privilege to be like, I want I want this, but with none of the guilt attached. <laughs> <laughs> or like or like people were saying getting rid of the Confederate flag at NASCAR events is like, get, get, keep politics out of it. Motherfucker, putting a Confederate flag up <laughs> is politics. Getting yeah, yeah, rid yeah. of it is just a different type of politics than you agree with. So yeah, like right. you can't you can't say that change is political and status quo is not political. Status quo is political. It's just what you're comfortable with. And I'm sorry that you feel a little uncomfortable that you can't show your flag about slavery, but uh, <laughs> it's stupid that you want to put that up and I hate you for doing it. Right. Well, as Knicks fans, I think we could all agree. If you asked me to take it down because it reminds you of losing, I'd be like, no, you're right. We should take yeah. it down. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Thank you to Travis Helwig, the pride of Connecticut. Hartford uh, Athletics, very own, yeah. <laughs> Fortress Hartford, baby. Fortress Hartford. That, look at that. That wasn't even planned. That was a complete coincidence. So Hartford Athletic. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, best of luck uh, in USL. Travis, is there uh, anything you want to let people know about that they should check out before we sign off? Um, you can follow me on all the things. Just look at my name. Uh, listen to Love It or Leave It on Cricket Media. And if you want to help out with the election, but you live in uh, a state that doesn't matter, go to votesaveamerica.com slash adopt, and you can adopt one of six swing states. We'll tell you what to do every single week to help win those swing states. And it's very helpful to feel like you're doing something uh, when everything feels terrible. <laughs> okay, very good. we need it. We need yes, it. We do. Thank Everybody you uh, join in and support. And uh, yes, very much vote and get us out of this nightmare, please. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, so uh, Travis, thank you again. Everybody, make sure you uh, follow uh, Fubo Sports at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Follow at Soccer Cooligans and make sure to subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel if you'd like to see full episodes of the program, of our show, and other shows. Uh, so, make sure you do that. So, uh, with that said, let us end the show the way we normally do. So for Travis Helwig, my name is Cristian Polanco. Oh, I'm Alexis Guerreros. <laughs> and together, <laughs> what are we? The, the Cool Again! Again!